This podcast is brought to you by our partners at 8 Star Energy. 8 Star Energy, a clean energy company, leading the future of portable and renewable energy. To find out more, follow them on Facebook at 8 Star Energy. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And it puts Graham back in front. I don't know about you guys, but if I see one bloke walking out of here, give the pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. F***. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the most wonderful, spectacular, perfect football club in the known universe. That is the Footscray Football Club, trading as Western Bulldogs. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Tom Boyd. Boydy Trade Week, who are you playing for? Uh, well, that's a good question. No clubs have come knocking this year. Perhaps it is reminiscent or representative of the change in physique that I've just sort of had <laughs> over the last little bit and the clear lack of interest I have in playing AFL footy at the top level again. When ha- can we lift the lid to the listeners about how many clubs approached you after you retired? Um, What's the statute of limitations? Uh, well, maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so, good. You're getting so good at this broadcasting if you sign, thing. If you sign in to the Patreon, the first time I will tell you exactly how many and when, and then uh, after that I will uh, articulate who, and then I'll even tell you like how far along we got with the ones. That's a good idea. Actually, let's open up a new level of Patreon where you get, say, so at the moment, pretty much everyone's on the five-buck one. We've got yep, a couple exactly. of legends who are on uh, Superb Mario and a few others who are on the higher. Um, which we love. Like which we love, absolutely. You, yep. you pay our mortgages, uh, not that I have one, but uh, you pay, my, you pay more, Boydie's mortgage, my rent. You pay a large portion of my mortgage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but let's, in, let's put in another level where you get to, you play, we'll call it the truth or dare level, where you have to ask Tom Boyd and he will answer truthfully. Uh, any question that you put up. Or I will answer like partially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will do as much as he can without getting uh, himself in legal trouble. Oh, well, or throwing any of my friends or teammates or club under the bus. That's yeah, true. We are Bulldogs podcast, so we do want the best outcome from the club. Absolutely. And, uh, and and if you, you'll dare me to eat something weird, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So maybe what are we going to put that at? 20 bucks a month or something? 25. 25. See if we get any nibbles at 25. Oh, perfect. All yeah. right. Sounds good. I, you know, it is funny though, like this time of year is, it's an interesting one for me. It brings out some interesting emotions. Obviously, I had the big trade in 2014 um, and many people have been asking the question and I'll tell you what, there are never more revved up fans on Twitter than oh. this time of year. And the reason why they're revved up is because none of them know anything yes. about what they are talking about. Yes. The other day I was listening to – I wasn't listening. I was watching Twitter, which I don't do not do too much of because I come out of there. I'm like, I might need to see a, see a therapist. But <laughs> I was listening to someone try and argue with another person about Josh Dunkley being a, an, an unrestricted free agent or a restricted free agent. I'm like, Josh is neither. He's played <laughs> seven years, not eight years. So um, – I uh, yeah, that doesn't help the cause. So then the argument kept going round and round in circles, and no one corrected them. And I was like, "Do I say something?" And I was like, "No, not no. going to do that." But the other thing is, um, I, I think I revved up a few people yesterday. I did a couple of stints on radio. Um, did you? What are you doing? I did uh, the AFL Trade Radio uh, with Josh Gablich, who's, <laughs> why, why? Uh, who's actually a really good. Mate. Uh, he's a really good guy. Um, I've heard him on AFL Daily. Yeah, he's good guy. Yep, handsome rooster. Really, might I add. Okay, one of the best. Um, so he's kind of mates with a lot of the St. Kevin's people. He's mates with Mitch Wallace, and um, you know, I went on there and, and he texted me the other day. He goes, "Oh, you want to come on um, and do twenty minutes or whatever?" And I said, "I bet you I know what you want to ask about Jason Horn Francis." <laughs> and same for Sen. And and I think you know, I think one of the things that perhaps ruffled a few feathers was I, it's almost like people think that AFL players shouldn't make decisions that are best for their career and their financial situation and their lives. Yeah, absolutely not. You've got, no. a, you've got a loyalty. Yeah. You, you've got to stay in those colours. And it, the thing is, in America, right, like one of the things – so. The, the, in America, what they look at is you do four years at college, let's say, for the NFL. Then you go and play, you know, you're on a rookie deal for three years. 
And then if you play well in your first three years, you get this big contract they call, you know, you get your bag and then everyone celebrates you. And then everything after that's kind of like a bonus almost. Like they criticise you if you haven't played well and you're on a big contract. Yeah. But the general sentiment is he earned that contract or they earned that contract because they did all the work through college. They didn't get paid at college level. They played good in their rookie seasons and then they got paid. In Australia, it's like these, you know, first round picks who are on – $111,000 are so overpaid. (laughs) And I'm like, look, I get that it's way above the minimum wage and I'm not not here to tell you that footballers are, you know, people that uh, are doing it tough per se. But, you know, these these kids have sacrificed their whole lives to get here. You know, they were amateurs up until the point where they weren't and now they're trying to, you know, invest in a career that has a typical three and a half year length. And I think just for me, it's like I'm always going to err on the side of the player. Like... For, for Jason Horn Francis, don't know him from a bar of soap, never watched a single second of him play, yep. listened to 15 minutes of him on the radio, and in that 15 minutes, he got suspended. That's how much <laughs> I know about him. <laughs> this is actually a true story. I was yeah, in during, during the The only interview. 15 minutes. Richo was calling it. He did oh, the You watched him on TV, and he got... No, oh, no, you were listening listen, to him listen. play on the radio. No, but I thought for a second he was on you know, Radio National. No, 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 no. Just, just This is in a discussing game. Discussing so the situation round in Ukraine. Six, round 16 or something, and he gets suspended, right? And, you know, everyone's like, what do you think about his career? And I was like, no, nothing. But what I will say is, you know, he has every right to feel like that, you know, whether it's back home in Adelaide or whether it's in any other club in the country, that he might have a better chance at having a successful career given where North Melbourne have been at for the last two years. Yeah. However, as it, you know, as obviously you're coming from a play, play, player's perspective. From a fan's perspective... Khan, <laughs> stay in. I can't. Yeah. Kangas, Khan. We, we spent the number one pick on you. Yes. Yeah. You know why you got the number one pick? Because you suck. <laughs> like, yes. And we want to not suck. <laughs> and you have to help us not suck. But That's it, it, the deal. It is one of the most. I mean, in, and it exists in every competition. But it's in a in a sense. And again, this. Don't. I'm not crying. I'm not sucking. I have. AFL players have got it well. But in a sense, you almost get punished for being the best junior. Yes. <laughs> which is an interesting thing to consider. It's like if I work at 100%, I'm going to play for a club that doesn't have a coach <laughs> Like at the moment, like yeah. has had an absolute basket case of a couple of years. Yeah. And if I play at 80%, I might go to Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. I like, get it's that. It's just a funny thing. But that happens think. in America as well. Like, it does, but they have a lottery at the bottom, which makes it a little bit oh, different. that's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just find it's just an interesting thing to think about. But what I would encourage you all is that if someone leaves our club, we're going to have a couple leave the Bulldogs this year. Yes. And particularly premiership players like Zane. Yeah. They're not, they're not lost on the Bulldogs fraternity. They're no. going to be a part of our footy club forever. They're just playing for a different team and we should treat them as, you know, slightly estranged members of the family, but family <laughs> members nonetheless. To quote Jerry Seinfeld, they're just wearing different clothes. Yes, exactly right. They're Our just clothes wearing- are still awesome, but it's just a different guy wearing And the memories that we had together are Cannot still- Cannot be taken away. Can't be taken away. And, yep. you know, Zane might be the most, the, the biggest anomaly on earth because somehow a fullback- Undersized, got named at centre forward in the Premiership team in 2006. Kicked the first goal. However, that's burned Hunts on the first goal. Let's just just not forget that one where he decided that kicking a banana (laughs) with seven players on him instead of handballing to someone in the goal square was a good idea. Yeah, no, um, that said though, Zane, uh, dead to us, never coming on the pot again. That's right, that's right. No, well, maybe we'll get him back as like a yeah special pass place edition. Yeah, in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, well, look, happy for Zane. Um, happy you got a three-year deal. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot of trade talk. Um, Do I you even listen to it? Like, I did some radio this week with uh, Jonathan Brown. Oh, yeah? And uh, he just <laughs> blatantly said, I'll turn off the radio for two weeks, mate. No way I'm paying attention to this. Yeah, I- what do you feel? I mean, my sense at the moment is that there's more going on than usual. Like at this stage, like it feels like more deals have been done. I, I, I'm, I'm in the brownie camp. I tune out. Just tune out. And, and I even get annoyed at people who 
going, oh, good, Ch- trade radio's rubbish. You go, yeah, it has always been rubbish. This is like turning on Bold and the Beautiful and saying the acting's bad. Yeah. This is just silly season. You get, if for journalists, man, this is Mad Monday, you get a free hit for anything. Yep. You could just he's, make up, I hear Buddy Franklin's going to Gold Coast. Yeah, he's going to buy the Gold Coast Suns. Yes, but not play for him. No, but he's going to coach. Yeah, he's going to be a <laughs> playing be Jack, coach. Jackie Moon. Yes. <laughs> he's going to do all of it. <laughs> and then, like, if it doesn't, you can just say that on trade radio, and if it doesn't come true, you go, oh, well, the deal didn't happen. Yeah. yeah there's what, no accountability. We need trade week Nuremberg trials. Yeah, we, or we need, like, so in, in the NBA, there's the Woj bomb. So, Adrian Wojnarowski, I've definitely stuffed up his last name. Polish. Um, he is like the source of truth. Anything that he says always is true. Okay. So that's why they call him a Woj bomb because when it comes out, it's correct. And it okay. Like, we need someone who's a bit like that. Yeah. Like someone who's just like, this is what's going to happen. Not, I heard that seven... Um, our elderly ladies who are at a bakery eating scones <laughs> made mention of um, this football club in, you know, uh, Glen Iris, which means which means that Demix Day's deal to the Collingwood is actually not going to happen. Like, <laughs> well, it's just even the- bigger. I heard some people in Perth speaking English. English. Tim English is moving to Perth. Oh my! Huge. Makes sense. He's going home. Oh, he didn't just resign for like five years or anything. <laughs> anyway. Um, enough of this rubbish. Enough of this. All right. We're going to, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is on the Patreon, we'll also dive into a few of the deals that are actually going next week. Cause by then, Trade Week won't quite be over. But Depends most. Depends when we record. I think it finishes on Wednesday. Why don't we record on Thursday? Okay, sure. We'll right. do a sort of full recount of what uh, has transpired the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, and if you, I tell you what, listeners, uh, let's do the Trade Week Nuremberg trials. Yep. If you see any Bulldogs uh, rumors from journalists, that are blatantly not true or blatantly turn out to be not true, send them in. Send yep. them into our socials and we will, we will name and shame. Well, 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 what we'll also try and do, I think, maybe on the, uh, on the Patreon is just decipher whether there was any, like, logic behind these, like, false rumours. Like, yeah. did they piece a few things together or were they just lazy and like, what's going to make the news today? Yeah. <laughs> Five bucks a month. That's all you need to pay to That's get That's all you need stuff. to pay. So what's it called? What? The yeah. Patreon? Danny Boyd Bulldogs. Exactly right. Um, so, Danny, we've been chatting for a little bit. Uh, again, turn off your, you know, don't go, don't argue with people on Twitter. It's, it's trade week. No yeah. one knows anything. Oh. The, the people who are doing the trading don't know anything. There's like 17 club deal to get like four picks from here to there. Like, no one knows what's going on. Can I give you a mantra that I do with, with social media fights? Don't start like just tapping your no, chest no, no. or this anything. Is a, this, is a, this is a phrase. Uh, and I'll say it in the, the voice that I heard it in. In chess, the pawns move first. <laughs> so let the pawns fight yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Us kings, queens, knights, bishops, rooks. We're going to stand back and look at the actual what's going on. You are a bit of a rook, aren't you? Oh, Let's man, I'm, I'm rocking it. Do you know where that's from? That philosophy? <laughs> no. X-Men 3. All right, nice. Uh, one of the best. Um, I must say also shout out to you. Obviously been acting all week. Saw that photo that you posted on your socials with a very real Beretta. Yeah. Terrifying. Thank you. I, I reposted it saying this is what causes pure terror. In in my life, in my extended family's life, there's 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 fear gripping Denmark right now because of that photo. So, um, well done. How was the experience? Good? Oh, it was great fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a film called Another Brick in the Wall, which uh, who knows when it'll be out or anything. Yeah. But uh, I'm also acting, uh, playing another villain in uh, Shakespeare Aliens on in Melbourne all next week, Tuesday yes. to Saturday at the Gasworks at Which in is uh, within a stone's throw of my house, so I will need to get down there. You do need to get down there. And I'll just come down and see it, and I'll point you in the vague direction of Boydie's house. Yeah. If you wear your Bulldogs Well, clothes. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of houses in our park. Probably won't find me. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, but no, it, uh, great to hear it. Hopefully Pink Floyd don't sue you. Um, uh, so what we're going to do today, and seeing as we're probably running out of time, just a little bit seeing what sort of the 13-minute mark, we'll endeavour to get through... Well, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through the season in four win lots, if yes. that makes sense. So over the course of – or three win lots. Uh, well, we won 12 games. So, so we do four. So we'll we do, do three. Four. We're going to do this for three weeks. Three weeks. Great. I so, like this. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, 
analyze the season as it was basically in blocks but when Danny and I were talking about how we do, should do this best it was like do we just do it in like segments I'm like we had some pretty bad segments yeah. so, <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll do it by so it won't be perfectly like you know timeline wise uh, even but what it will be is even by the amount of wins that we sort of cover in each of the shows we so, don't want you to have to feel depressed for long periods of time Look, and we, and we are absolutely a glass half full uh, podcast so we're going to focus on the positives so we're just Let's kick it off with round one. We're not going to spend too much time on it. No, exactly. Um, I think we should do just like a 30-second recap of, um, you know, how were you feeling going into this year? Obviously, coming off a, you know, very disappointing last quarter and a half of a grand final. Yes. Uh, um, what were your sort of senses? Where did you think we were going to finish on the ladder? You know, who was going to – sort of all of your sort of thoughts and feelings leading oh, look, into round. You know, I'm a militant optimist, so I, th- I was pretty sure we'd, we'd scrape top four again and, yep. uh, and you know, maybe go out in the prelims. You know, because when you lose a grand final that badly, you, you're never good the next year. We saw it with the Crows in 18. We saw it with the Giants, Giants. in 20. We're going to uh, see it next year with the Swans. Oh, God, yeah, the Swans. We, we do not have to worry about them for a while. <laughs> we're going to have – the mickey over them again yes <laughs> uh so yeah i mean look i'm always an absolute bubble of posimism mm. uh, equal parts optimism and pos- pessimism uh but round one i was feeling very optimistic of revenge uh and i thought you know we were better than melbourne for large periods of the of the grand final so i thought oh, wouldn't it wouldn't this be great if we just fire it up them and get them and... Uh, and just destroy their yes. flag parade. Yes. I knew that was going to be... I knew it was going to be dangerous for my mental health, watching all these Happy Demons yeah. fans. And so, actually, I do remember I spent the first uh, half of the first quarter outside the ground because there was a little footy festival. The yep. bars were open. Uh, so, I just had a beer there. Let them enjoy... Because I don't, also didn't want to bring them down. That's You don't want to be that guy. No, so. no, no. They did deserve to have some sort of celebration in Absolutely. Melbourne. And I think, to be honest, uh, that's probably why the G was so full this year. It's not because Sydney and Geelong have the most supporters. It's because it's the first time it's been here in a little bit. Yep. My, my thoughts going into the year were, um, as articulated when we did the sort of season preview, was it felt like, you know, for full credit to us, we, from a resilience point of view and a mental resilience point of view, managed it better than almost any other side last year, I would say. Yes. But having said that, I think one of the things that was really evident, particularly in the back half of that final, is we didn't seem to have quite enough talent across the board to compete with Melbourne as they got going. Like, they had so many good players. And so few injuries. And so few injuries. That's a good point, too. But it also felt like, you know, we smashed Geelong, correct? No, we smashed Port Adelaide in the... Yeah. And they were good. That was great. So, they, like, you know, it felt like our resilience and our mental toughness kept us sort of probably outperforming perhaps where we were at as a talent group. And to, to beat Brisbane in that legendary semi-final. Oh, unbelievable. Lathan Vandermeer, handball across the line. We've been on the road for 43 days, I think. Yep. Um, hadn't seen, you know, families in... Second fr- year in a row. Horrible. Like, and, and so genuinely, although we lost, devastating, disappointing, massive pat on the back for the 2021 season. Hell and yeah. the 2020 season, mind you, under even you know more significantly difficult circumstances being in the hub for four months. Yes, and 16-minute quarters, if that... They should have gone to 20-minute quarters for the finals because we would have beaten St Kilda then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was right. It was like last year. Anyway, we forget about that last <sighs> year. But what I thought going into the year was I was a bit concerned that perhaps that we were not going... We hadn't quite improved, perhaps, and maybe the competition would, would go ahead of us. So I felt like perhaps we would sort of drop down a little bit, maybe outside the top four, more likely into the... maybe bottom half of the finals, which we obviously ended up scraping in by literally the smallest possible margin. <laughs> yes. A bee's um, dick when it's cold. Exactly. And, it, and um, yeah, so I felt like we probably ended up where we're at, but certainly there were some really good high points for the year, but damn, there were some, low, was some low, points. low points. And that first quarter against Melbourne was a lot of low points uh, right there. I mean, if you just looking at it, they kicked the first four. We got uh, two goals towards the end of the quarter, but uh, they got out to a 27-point lead yep. at uh, about the 20-minute mark. But then we piled on like was it? Uh, I think it's – hang on, let me just go back to the scores. We piled on six goals in a row. Yeah. And we were ahead at halftime. And just as we promise you, we're not going to dwell on any of the losses, unlike <laughs> – Except that that's exactly what we're doing. So what we're going to do today to complement the uh, quick 
updates about losses. Yes. Is we are going to watch the highlights package oh, yeah. from uh, the Sydney from the game wins. at least, the okay. Sydney win, yes. which is in round three. Uh, three. And we will put this in the show notes. Um, yeah, so we'll you give you the link so you can watch along Basically at home. just watch along with us. But if you're going for a jog, uh, we will keep – we're yeah. not going to have the sound on. We'll sort of commentate what we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we'll commentate. So round two, obviously very disappointing. Carlton were all the rage, though. It seemed like they were just, you know, on top of the world. Well, just to remind you, do you know what we scored in that last quarter against Carlton? A lot of points. We scored two goals seven to their two goals one. Yep. So just look, we we should have won that. Yeah, and but uh, I was uh, one of the actors in the film. I was in a uh, massive dogs fan. Justin, give him a shout out. Justin, great actor. Um, he said that he was uh, in the standing room of that Carlton yep. game, and just the the Carlton fans screaming, "We're back, baby! Yeah, We're yeah. back!" Oh, and that he just remembered that when uh, Collingwood beat him by as a point. As someone who's been a Carlton supporter longer than I have oh, yes. been a Bulldog supporter, we're, yeah, we're a bit of a miserable bunch like that. We get a bit <laughs> excited. Round one, if they ever beat uh, Richmond, which I think they did that they did last they year. They did this year, yeah. So that is like, that's their, that's their grand final. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't matter after that. So they're playing on house money, as they oh, say. I remember when it was, if Richmond won that, that was their grand final. Yeah. Good, yeah, true. Good times. And then they won like, 10 in a row or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, round three. Here we go. So we're playing three. the Swans. Uh, I was at, I only got to see the first quarter of this game because the front bar was recording afterwards, which was really annoying. Uh, so, but did you watch this game? Uh, I did, actually. Excellent. All which right. is rare for me. I've completely stuffed up. We're now, we're, I'm now watching Boydie join the middle-aged man who doesn't know how a computer works club. Well, I think it might have been playing in the background is the real issue. Here we go. All right. So we're, we're currently watching, watching an ad for Sharp Intensive IT, which is... So if you're seeing that, you're on the right one. Um, Jeez, what a printer Sharp is. Oh, award winner, leader in digital display <laughs> solutions. How, um, how, it is funny how we've had kind of the wood over Sydney basically for the last seven years, except, yeah, except for like a short blip. Yeah, including this year. All right, the game's started. Oh, we looked... And just oh, Aaron... Aaron Norton, take Aaron it. Norton. See, this is Aaron Great Norton. Mark Aaron Norton fixed my PTSD from football because I was just like, he's too good. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Cody right. Waitman just got a dodgy free kick. Is that Harry Cunningham? Does he still play? Yeah, I think so. He's I love the Swans wearing the, wearing the uh, South Melbourne Guernsey. I actually, yeah, I do appreciate that. I and do also, early in the year, they're so crisp and white. Yeah, yeah, especially when they're playing at Eddie Head. That's true. All right. Oh, uh, but he just got a free kick. He's played. Is that Papley, number nine? No. No. Definitely not Papley. I love Papley. So it scores 20 to three our way. They've just kicked their first goal. We might, Surely this was like, finally, we're actually playing all right. Yeah. First time of the year, probably we'd been ahead, maybe, at this stage. <laughs> I think it, yeah, it actually is. That's a good point. So we're up, but we, immediately we're all oh, kicking three Timmy five. Timmy jumping on, but I remember that so vividly watching Tim English jump on Buddy. He's just taken a great defensive mark, and he's played on. He's taken a bounce here, Timmy. Yeah, Tim's a bit like that. He thinks he's a bit of a gazelle running Good. down the field. Never stop that, Tim. I know you're a big fan. You listen all the time. And uh, and this is another one of the stories of the year. Uh, we just watched Ryan Gardner take a contested mark over Buddy. Does uh, he's come a long way, hasn't he? he Gardner, finished, I think yeah. he finished seventh in ABNF. Yeah. Which is, um, mate, it was about 15 spots higher than I would have See, there's players there. that like clearly got an injury halfway through the year and I've forgotten. Like, Lathan Vandermeer is just kicking a goal here. Well, remember I told you the story about Lath having coming back from a hamstring injury and then getting tagged yeah, in the twos right. at Werribee. Oh, that's so harsh. <laughs> that's so harsh. But even uh, that round one game against Melbourne, I remember Mitch Hannon kicked an amazing goal and didn't see Hannon. We've done a great game. job of kicking points here. 4-11 or 1-3 at this stage. Oh, this one's out. ridiculous. And Sydney do get right back in. This, this is, is a, a very This is the guy who's kicked both their goals, that guy, whoever that is. <laughs> oh, and this is Mc- this is McCart. Oh, Bond's hurt. That's not good. Bond was already hurt there, so he's just. What about what about Paddy coming back and playing? Amazing story, Paddy McCartan. Yeah. yeah, incredible story. I always like, wanted him to uh, have a dodgy relationship with the coach and have an ultimatum with the club, so we could get the headline: "Put horse before McCartan." <laughs> He um he's actually a really good guy. I sort of know him uh, well. I don't know him particularly well, but I do know a lot of people who know him, and, and he's just a he's a ripping fellow. And like to come back from the concussions he faced, and end up playing in a grand final. Yeah, 
Which, well, wow. Which, wow. It's getting to go to a grand final. He got <laughs> to go, yeah. Plate. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, it was, definitely wasn't his fault. He kicked a goal in the grand final. Did he? Not, I think oh, so, yeah. That's pretty good. Cody Waitman's about to do another great kick. Cody, not quite a, as good a year this year as last. Started strong. Started strong. But finished so strong last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, but he didn't get to play in the prelim. Remember that? He oh, yeah, because of the concussion. concussion. That's right. And he played well that day before the concussion. Very well, yeah. He's my, he's my boy's favourite player. I don't know if I told you that. Cody out, outranked Bond. Who's your, this who's year. your boy's uh, favourite pass player? Uh, oh, it's you, boy. Uh, yes, of course. Yes, good answer. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> Tom Hickey at his 11th footy club. Field commentator Chris Johnson, my old coach. Uh, Brisbane, Chris Johnson? He was, yeah, but he was Fitzroy back He was then. at the AOS for a bit, but I didn't get to spend any time with him. He was pretty good. He was interviewing us. on grand final day, and I was like, where did he come from? Yeah, obviously, he must work to special comments. He's appeared back in the media. Cody Waitman, Cody another kicked great another guy. one. This is why my boy loves him. He just was there at, at you know, you, when you're that age, you pick your favourite player based on who you've seen kick goals. Yeah, of and course, and also who's like sort of flashy-ish. Yeah, 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 and he's you, young. So. No one's going. I want to like, and look, maybe Lib is an exception, but no one's saying I want to be, you know, the inside midfielder that just tackles lots. Yeah, like, I think a lot of young people are big fans of Liber because of their parents are. Like Naughty. You know, Naughty. Naughty. Oh, oh Aaron Norton's just dropped a mark. Mitch oh, Mitch this, Wallace. Oh, you know how many games Mitch played this year? Guess how many games he played. Four? No, he played six. Ah. He played four as the sub. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, and he just had a, yeah, he obviously had that really significant foot injury, which just kept him out. Um, oh, yeah. He just should have seen the sandal he's had to wear. It's quite funny. I've seen it. He put the photos of him post-op on social media. It looked pretty... Did he put the post-op up or did I show it to Oh, you? maybe you showed yeah, it to Yeah, I don't think he put it on okay. socials. If you get sign up to the Patreon, we'll, we'll show you Mitch's foot. <laughs> the, um, I must say, though, the, uh, he had to wear this like platformy sandal thing. It was so funny. So was he lopsided? Nah, no, because... So he had to wear like... Or I think he had to wear like orthotics in Who his Who just other- kicked that girl? Keith. Oh, Alex Keith. Oh, actually... I remember that. I need to give a shout out. Jason Bennett was commentating this. And yep. at one stage, I think Keith gave away a 50-metre penalty and he said, Keithy's done himself a mischief. <laughs> Brilliant. Work. I texted Hamish McLaughlin to pass on my congratulations. I, uh, That's great. All right, so the Swans are coming right. This got so tense. 12 There's points. Six minutes to go, two goals, and the oh, Swans Timmy were quite just dominated. Absolutely destroyed someone. Number 22 See, for Tim them. wouldn't have done that a couple of years ago. No, no chance. Well, he's, he's building up. He's got no, but like it's more of a confidence thing than a, just a body thing. Like, I, and he's become such a good player for us. Yeah, and uh, you talk to idiot fans. I mean, this is just the pawns on Twitter going, "Oh, we got to drop Timmy. We got to trade him out. He's useless." Oh. Yeah, but this is the same thing. It's like it's the same with Gardner. It's like once they get this rhetoric, they just tell themselves the same story. Oh, I know. And like Gardner again, he finished seventh in our best and fairest. All right, five points, one minute to go. This was very tense. I was watching this at Front Bar. Yeah. Studio audience were in. I actually watched we this game. We were all watching it together. Oh, Jamara just uh, gathers a mark. Here's, Bond. Why does the Bond always just kick the goals when we need him to kick the goals? Because he may have done that. He may have, honestly, so he's played, what, 150 games or something? Probably a touch more. Um, at least kick the winner in, in, in yeah. 20? Yeah, or at least yeah, like, 30, I'd say. Like, I mean, the prelim, obviously, 2016 stands out massively. Um, yes, the front. They're, they're, like, some of the goals we won, by the in, way. This, in the. Yeah, well, you know, we won the grand final. <laughs> we won, no, I'm talking about the game we were watching. Yeah, we yeah. just beat the Swans. Well, that's why we were watching it. We're not watching yes. the losses. Um, so I feel like at this stage in the year, we were wholly, you know, thank proverbial. Thank heavens. For thank, that. thank Fudge. <laughs> thank Fudge we won that game because otherwise <laughs> life could have been very, very miserable. Um, round four, we get done by Richmond significantly. Oh, Kick, that one hurts so much. Kicked because, another 20 points. Yeah, and Shy Bolton just decided to play the best game of his career. Man, that hurt. That one really – because, you know, we, we hate the Tigers. So we kicked one 17 side. points in the first two weeks. Then we kicked seven. We kicked thirty-four points by week three, oh, man. and then we kicked, we kicked uh, 40, 40, uh, 52 points, fifty-three points in the first four rounds. Oh my god! Nineteen, and my math may be wrong here. Nineteen, seventeen, seventeen, and five. Oh, mate, your, your math sounds about right. right. Like that is a lot of points. This Richmond game, we have twenty-eight scoring shots to their twenty-four. And they beat us by six goals. Having said that, in the first round, we had 16 scoring shots to their 27. 
Oh, there we go. So there was so swings and roundabouts, you know. Yeah. But again, we did we did sort of kick ourselves out of it against um, Carlton as well. Which one's good in that swings and roundabouts? Is the swing good and the roundabout bad? Or I think it just uh, like anything, it's just like it's going to come back. I don't yeah, think okay. so. I suppose it would be. That when the swing's up, it's good, and then when it comes back and hits you in the face, it's bad. bad. So, so it's a roundabout. They're very well. The roundabout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Is it's laughs> just I feel like the roundabout is just like wherever the mark is, you just got to put like a little bit of texture. Eventually, it's going to come back around. <laughs> it's it, going out one way and it's coming back the other. Came up with this. Was this just like the only things that you can do in Canberra? This is just like some dumb guy trying to translate what karma means. Yeah, I think. We this need is better. We need a better <laughs> phrase. We need a better phrase. Anyway, all so right. So we get we get we get done by Richmond in round <sighs> four. Round five, we come up against North, North. Melbourne. And Good we, Friday. We do we want to watch this? We want to watch the like first it's quarter. Sucker to, for punishment. Let's watch the first quarter. Well, when's the next win? Because we're doing this in sections of four wins. The next so win after that is we beat Essendon. I mean, so that's we, always fun. I think we do that one because what's the first quarter? We get eight goals in the first quarter. Okay, we'll watch the first. Quarter. This was the day my boy became a Cody Waitman. The only issue obsessive. with it that I have is I do feel like, you know... Beating North. We beat a... Beat a VFL side. We beat a Division Two EFL side. <laughs> yeah, but let's... And look, to hey. all the North supporters who don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> I, I, I don't want you guys to do bad. I actually feel genuinely sorry for you. The, I, yeah. you know, Tommy Campbell was there and I'm a massive fan of him. Um, you know, I played footy with Luke McDonald. I, I don't want you guys to suffer too much. No. It feels like you've suffered a Look bit. Look at Cody Waitman's first goal here. It's just, he just gathers it. It's Is he 45 second seconds year player in. now? Or third? Third, third. third year player. Remember his first uh, kick in AFL footy was a screamer over his own player and then kicked a goal from 50 that's against right. Essendon at right, the Gold right, Coast. Right. He did sort of burst into the scene. Timmy English just absolutely hammering a ball forward. This is the kind of stuff that Bond is so good at. Just craft with his body, sense of play, awareness of the space that's around him, and then obviously just dominating a football. That oh, look, we've already just piled on five goals. We're barely... Th- See, this is the problem. We went to watch a highlights package, and there's so many goals, it would have been 25 minutes long. That's uh, Oh, Jaden Stevenson. Yeah, Jaden Stevenson. Did he, see, did he play the second half of the year? I don't know. Did he did he get drunk and do another BMX thing? I don't know, but he really, really, really got vitriol from everyone. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, a lot of blonde guys getting revved up in the media. Yeah, well, they're the villains in high school movies. Cody Waitman's just kicked a goal from 55. I think that's the, the moment. To end the quarter. That's yeah. the moment. He's kicked four this quarter, by Look, the way. It's 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 50 to 6 a quarter time. No one cares. Yeah. Um, like it, I feel kind of bad. You know, what? I was listening to. Um, We've, we're turning that off, by the way. If you're playing, we just turned that off a quarter time. I, I was listening to uh, Draymond Green, who's like one of the uh, Golden State Warriors players, who's won okay. four NBA championships. Yep. And he was talking about. And I don't really like him that much, but he made a good point, and it's something that really resonated with me. And he said, he said, any game when I'm playing LeBron or I'm playing Giannis or any of these superstars, he goes, easiest thing in the world to get up for. Like I'm juiced. Yep. I want to beat him. I want to compete. He goes, when we're playing Sacramento Kings, I just don't want to be there. Yeah. And it is, it is a bit like that. Like some players, particularly like say small forwards and the forwards who, you know, the, the buddies of the, like the people who are superstars and want to kick lots and lots of goals, they thrive on that stuff. Yeah. I could never get my mind up for it. I like guess it's just so boring winning by that much. Yeah. And I don't know why. Oh, there's a phrase in uh, – well, I'd Google it, but we don't have time. Uh, there's a phrase in, in, in European football of can he do it on a cold night in Bolton? It's something like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about a Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course he can score a screamer in an El Clasico against Barcelona, but could you do it in a pouring rain yeah, yeah, yeah. FA Cup match against you know, you know, Newton Haven – in yeah. the your fourth, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the, pa- the Patriots' big thing is that they were like, "Can you do it in Foxborough when it, you know, whenever their finals come around, which is like I don't know February or whatever." Is Foxborough, their home ground, their home ground, right. and it snows. And ah, it's, it's yes. miserable. And and look, Brady could win everywhere, and that was the whole point. It's true. So, um, yeah, I do, I do think there's something to it, but it does, it always just just frustrated me. And I think also their style of play just becomes like a midfield frenzy. Like the problem, what the reason, one of the reasons why I didn't get a kick in the knee fall. Per se was like because there was no pressure at all in the middle of the ground, they would walk out of the front of the center square and just <laughs> kick goals over my head, and I'd be like, "Damn it!" Really, really keen to play like these bunch of like ex rugby players in Canberra <laughs> next week. Um, all right, 
so let's uh, let's quickly watch this one, um, the Essendon game. At this stage in the affair, what are we sitting at, Danny? We've won two games, lost three. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we lost, remember that one to the Crows by a point in Ballarat. Yeah. Absolute heartbreak. Losing in Ballarat is like, you know, Well, it happened on the weekend to the women. They lost by a point in Ballarat. We can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. We can't. We really just can't lose in Ballarat because it's such a mission for everyone to get it. We always play interstate sides there. So yep. It um, should be like the 2016 prelim, just 90% Bulldogs fans. But it's just the logistical issues. Like, yeah. and, and I reckon, and like, you know, there's obviously all of the talk around like why Geelong's such a hard place to play. But one of the reasons you can't fly to Geelong. You've yep. got to oh, fly to Melbourne, unpack, pack. It's just a mission. And mentally it's just... Uh, so we're just starting watching the Essendon highlights game. We'll put this one in the show notes too. Um, always good to see uh, Tom Libertore up and about tackling yes. early. What a great year he had. Oh, amazing. I can't believe he didn't win. And, and I'm going to be honest, you know, I love Tom. I think he's absolutely one of the most gifted footballers in very specific areas that I've ever seen. But I didn't have a whole heap of confidence he was going to get back to his absolute best with all the injuries he went through. Yeah, fair um, enough. You know, he had multiple foot injuries. He had two ACLs. Because you never watched his dad. Well, but yeah. his dad got an ACL, and I swear he came back 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. It That's, was ridiculous. That, le- that legend grows and grows and grows. Here, Mitchie boy. Ah, uh, Mitch Wallace about what, to get a mo- first goal. Mo Bond. Bond had a mo. God, I forgot about that. Oh, oh. that's Mitchie kissing the bicep after his mother-in-law sadly died. Yeah, what a terrible. He has gone through a lot. Their, and yours their, great. Their whole family has gone through a lot. You know, I, I know you see him very regularly, but I had a chat with him last week at the footy festival. He made an appearance. And, he did. Uh, I saw he sent me a photo. I finally got to ask him uh, the question, did he name his son after Braveheart? And yes, he did. So he said, <laughs> William Wallace. I mean, spelt differently, but... <laughs> no, he didn't. He said he did. Mitch would not. Mitch is so uncultured, he wouldn't even have seen Braveheart. How dare you? Well, all I'm saying is when we get young William in a father-son... Suit, everyone. Oh, by the way... Cute kid, cute kid. Well, can, when he when he kicks the winning, when he comes on for his first game, fans, all of us are just going to scream, "Freedom!" <laughs> <laughs> Mitchy boy kicked two in the first quarter. Uh, it's uh, a pretty tight affair, nineteen to fifteen. Uh, we're just starting the second quarter. Bailey Smith haven't seen him in too many highlights. Didn't uh, he? He had one uh, in the the previous one we watched, not not the North one, the Sydney one. But he didn't have the same year this year, did he? No. Uh, no like last year was a pretty bloody high standard. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I've got absolute faith he'll he'll come. Oh, back. he'll come back be- bigger and better. Yeah. Um, more, not more ripped, but hopefully, because that seems like it's impossible. Um, yeah, Leith is a real forgotten soldier, isn't he? Yeah. I feel yeah. God, he's had a, he actually has had a tough run of it because well, I remember when he f- I remember his first match simulation like it was yesterday, and Lazy the reason is yep the yep. first time he got on the field with thirty six of his teammates at training and he just was he just stro- strode straight past people because he's so quick and you just notice those things. I remember I've told the story about naughty so many times, but yeah, just just a, I really hope he can get out there. We should go through the, the top five. Best and worst first impressions at Toby the club. McLean worst. It, yes, that's Toby. what I was thinking. <laughs> Toby McLean probably hated by all people over the age of twenty five for about six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys hold grudges. Zane hey, Cordy I was just young. I was under twenty five. I locked him. <laughs> Zane, yeah, well, Zane has kind of hung around for a while. He'd been there for a bit. But he just got a great goal in these highlights. We're in the second quarter. Three and a half minutes gone. With Jakey boy. A, oh, Jake Stringer. Do you remember his first game for the Bombers against us? I was getting all these texts from Bombers fans because the Dogs fans were booing him. And I was just going, that's really unsportsmanlike. And I just responded with all of them. I just said, on copy and paste. So I go, you assume that's Bulldogs fans booing him? <laughs> uh, Neil? Uh, that's Lockie Neil. McNeil. Yeah, how many? McNeil. McNeil. Yeah, how many games did he end up playing? Not, Not many. He must have got injured because he's. There's a glut of players. All these small guys yeah, who have. They're all. They all look the same, and they all have similar numbers, like 27, 28, 29, like McComb and Anthony yep. Scott and Dunkley just got a great goal. Yeah, so strong against on, his future on, club on the captain. <laughs> well, the ex future club. Well, who knows? Well, the, it was the ex-Future Club because it was the club that he put He up. did want to go to. Yeah, and, the year before. Oh. Hey, look, and just Bulldogs fans, look, we, you know, in, in case you've felt we've had a bad year, you're not Hawthorne. You're not Essendon. You're not North Melbourne. <laughs> we're not North Melbourne. I know these are low bars, but hey, we're not St Kilda. We've won one. 
yeah, these are true. just all little things you should remember for your mental health. This game I watched from my couch because I had gastro, uh, which was uh, – don't picture it. Yep. Anyway, uh, there's a great kick. Who's just who's – that's Rourke Rocky Rocky's come so far too. Off the Rocky list, Sunbury boy. Two ACLs. Very confused about what he looks like because he always had long hair and now it's sort of all over the shop. He is, uh, he is what they would call in Minnesota a funny-looking fella. But a good-looking, funny-looking fella. A good-looking, funny-looking fella. I like that. Here we go. Dunkley's just taken a great intercept mark. Booted into the forward. Who's that taking a strong grab? Who is the it? The man you with know the who. mustache. You know who. Of course it's him. The He's had quite a few iterations of the hairstyle over the years, Bond, hasn't he? I liked him with long hair. Maybe it's just he looked a bit more Roman. I feel like some of the most dramatic moments, like, oh, fun story. Tom Cutler played basketball with him like all of my juniors. Yeah, this is an Essendon player? Uh, yes, just marked the ball. He used to play Brisbane on the wing. Then he, uh, I don't know where he plays now or if he's still playing. I presume so, given that we're watching him. Who knows? McComb. McComb. McComb, what a great bloke he is. Vermont boy, told you about him. Got an identical twin. Does he? Yep. Very good cricketer. They always used to get so many votes in the league BNF (laughs) because they were obviously identical. Yep. ah, There's a comic who I saw. He came out from New York. Is juggling it into the... Behind post out of bounds It shouldn't be It depends Who's who's doing it Essendon or Bulldogs So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It took me us. a bit To get what you were Getting at there But yeah that's nice <laughs> this is, See you're becoming A fan boy You've got to be A little You've got to not be fair You've got to be, Oh Cody Waitman just kicked an just amazing goal. Just the right-hand drop, left foot goal. If you watch nothing else, watch the final goal of the third quarter highlights. Yeah, quite he spectacular. is just so good. The he naughty gets- headband too is a real highlight for me. I'm quite a yeah. fan. He's so good. And he's just given it to See, Waitman. as I said, he's, re- he's fixed my PTSC because now I don't have to worry about being jealous because I'm like, I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just too good for me to, to worry about. Oh, we got so oh, yes, and then get, going to get a goal here. You know what? I actually feel like maybe I'm just pumping my entire here. I've been pretty fair since I finished the game in terms of not being like one of those old guys who just go, this is Tom Cutler, by the way, who just marked the ball, who, who was just like, oh, yeah, they should be doing this. He's not trying and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm pretty fair. Yeah. The game's so hard. You've never forgotten how hard the game is. Oh, God. And you've also reiterated, you've taught, something you've taught me over the journey, Boydie, is a phrase I always say to, I've said it on the pod a few times, but I say it to when people ask my opinion on footy. I, na- I know enough about footy to know I know nothing about footy. Yeah, it's a good way to look at things. And, and also, like, the, the, the fans are, like, and I said this the other day, fans can be angry about this whole trade stuff and players leaving. I get it. I'm just trying to, like, bring them, say, like, one step closer to understanding the player's position. Absolutely. But... but their job is to – that's what they're representing. That's the, that's the part of the game that you and others are representing is the love and the passion and the just plain, like, just yeah. <laughs> stupidities at, at points. Yeah, okay. I should start pulling you up more about when you're trying to be rational. Rational yeah. thought has no place in football. You can try. It's hard with the way my brain works. I have, I've got another good one to, for you to think about. Yeah. So when we were in the AOS when we were growing up, and we're only doing this because we are watching this highlights package still, but no one really cares because we're yep. winning by sort of eight goals. Um, Jackie Stringer popping up. Oh, Jesus, what a dinky little kick that was. God, um, so that. when we're going through the AOS, one of the things they were really trying to teach us, because when you're a junior like, and you're a, you know, the best junior, we're, we're talking the I best, remember it well. yes. best 30 juniors in the country in the yep. AOS, right? And when you're going through that, it's like every player thinks that they're the most important player on the field. Yes. And usually a lot of them are midfielders and a lot of them have the ball a lot. And we got given this document. She might have been the state side, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We got given this document which said um, 99 seconds or something like that, or 89 seconds. And the message behind it was that in the 2002 grand final or one of the Brisbane grand finals, Simon Black uh, won the Norm Smith medal. And he had 29 disposals, eight tackles and a goal or something like that. But he only had the ball in his hands for 89 seconds of a two-hour game. So the message was what you do without the ball – is just as important as what oh, you do okay. with the ball. I took it as, you know, make it count. You only got yeah, yeah, make it count. Also, like, um, you know, the value that you have to place on every possession is a big thing that Bebo always like, – it's, you know, we, we used to say particularly the last kick inside 50, which we've never been that great at. And it's it's a byproduct of the way that we play. Yeah, the men of mayhem. Yeah, exactly. But the um, that was actually the name for the backman, actually, now that you, know, you mentioned it, men of mayhem. Oh, really? Honestly, that was the group, the men of mayhem. Is that official? Uh, not anymore, I don't think. This is probably this is 2016. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great. Um, there's someone we should get on this pod. Uh, she's a writer, bulldog tradition. 
she does, you know, just a blog about yep. bulldogs all the time, and she called us the, our men of mayhem style. Really, it's we got to get her on. She's we great. used to. I think they used to have like the like like one of the bikey like sort of uh, comancheros. No, no, no. As in, it was like a. It was probably off Sons of Anarchy or something. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, they was that was sort of their like. You know, we're, we're the ones who are just, you know, scratching and clawing and fighting or whatever the theme that they had. Because we were, you know, it's something that changed drastically since um, since that grand final was um, the, the lines used to be very, like, segmented. Like, so forwards, backs and mids used to be very much like there's an almost an, like, a, a, there's almost a culture in those individual groups. Yeah. They all then, sat at different tables at the school canteen. Not so much that, more so, like, there was a, there was very thematic because we had consistency in the coaches. And then after 2016, when they flipped all the coaches, I think we lost that identity a little bit in terms of the individual line. But what I was going to say is that, um, you know, that kick inside 50, you know, we used to call that the money ball. So the money ball is like, you have to make it count yep. because, you know, you can, and in the NFL, they call it money downs, right? Which is the third 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 down, you, yes. have to, you have to get first down or touchdown. And for those who don't know NFL that well, even I had to yep. think about that, third down is your third attempt to get it. Exactly. So you've been tackled three times. If you get tackled fourth time without getting the 10 yards that you need to get, yep. you basically have to punt. It's like the sixth tackle in rugby league. Yeah, exactly. And yep. the, the, the place where you make your money, where people earn their stripes, earn their cash, is on money downs and on the money ball. So, so we, here we'd call it the premiership down. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, but so the, the money down is is basically third down and fourth quarter is what they so, right. Okay. So, yeah. So similar concept, but anyway, who is your um, NFL team? Uh, I don't really follow one. I was try- I was going to get on the San Fran Forty um, ers when I was at the Dogs because Jimmy Garoppolo got traded. He was sort of Tom Brady's understudy, yeah, and then okay. within like four weeks he did his ACL, and I just gave yeah. up. So not because of that uh, that Jared Hayne. No. He wasn't there then? No, no, that was later. I Didn't think. turn out to be a great bloke, but uh, we'll no, move on from not, that. Not, not a great guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on the Baltimore Ravens. Do you want to – because my cousin moved there. Well, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, is the most electrifying guy in the NFL to watch. There you go. He's faster than everyone, bigger than everyone, stronger than everyone, and he can throw the football like no one else. He's, he's just won the MVP. He's trying to – he's been negotiating his contract – um, you know, year on year, and he's trying to basically negotiate. The the biggest contract that just went through went to a guy named Deshaun Watson, and um, who went to Cleveland, two hundred thirty nine million dollars guaranteed. Oh. Now, Deshaun Watson, that's the capital of like Fiji. Well, <laughs> so another fun stat: Do you know how much money the NFL owners made profit last year? Oh, I don't want to know. Nine billion dollars no. profit each. <laughs> no total. That was the so out of thirty two owners, and it would be like you know probably. Five of them would have made half of that. That is the worst thing about American sports, by the way. When you win the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Grand Finals, the owner gets given the trophy. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it does make for a very fascinating dynamic from the outside, though. So it'd be the equivalent of 2016... Peter Gordon. Yeah, but... but, but and Gillan McLaughlin. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh but it's even funnier because, you know, like Peter, as the president, does have limitations in terms of, like, he can't really get it. He can kind of get into list management, but not too much. Yeah. The owner can literally say, I don't like that guy, get rid of him. Yeah. Don't like the coach, get rid of him. Yep. You know, let's just change everything. Trade. <laughs> like, it's like having an emotional fan as, a, as the leader of your club. I think Titus O'Reilly told me something of uh, George Steinbrenner, who was at the Yankees, um, uh, hired and fired uh, the same manager like seven times in one year. Something like that. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, um, hey, if you want to pitch who are the Western Bulldogs of the NFL, who Boydie will support, I think uh, I know one of our r- rabid listeners, Shane, is going to tell you all about the Buffalo Bills, well, who yeah. lost four grand finals in a row. Yeah, well, R- Buffalo have got, actually, funnily enough, uh, Andy Barnett, who used to be... Oh, God, is he? Andy, who used to be our weights coach at uh, the Bulldogs when I was there, he's from Wyoming. Okay. And Josh Allen, who's the QB for the Buffalo Bills, is the first guy to come out of Wyoming in like forever. And he is six foot seven. Because the population of Wyoming is about three. So Yeah, or 200,000. And then they have like a big like bike rally once a year. And like the only reason I know that is because Andy in his, in his office had a big photo of like Main Street, Wyoming with all of the like bikes doing a – anyway – we're getting a bit off topic. We here, really but are. I know for a fact that people will say basically it's Cleveland because um, the year that we oh. – well, in the basketball, Cleveland won yeah. the same year as us. First time they'd won in forever. Yeah. First time ever probably. But probably. no, we're talking about American football, which, I, by the way, I don't love as a sport, but I, I love choosing a team for yeah. – 
arbitrary reason. So let us know. I find it fascinating, but I don't want it necessarily. Well, I can't do the early starts on a Monday, so I oh just God, no. I just watch from afar. And there is actually a great sports show, uh, the Pat McAfee show, which is just oh yeah, he very loves, very fun. He's and a great guy. He loves Australians because he he's he was a punter. That's right. Him he, and Mason Cox are they friends. Play, they played like you know they played buddies Thousand Skull on the show. Oh, that's and awesome. like he's one of the biggest basically names in sports media over there now, and he's independent. He's just come up through YouTube. So so if you want to learn about the sports, watch Pat McAfee. Yeah, because it's fun. Good. And they're they're like you know they call themselves a bunch of stooges. You know, <laughs> like they call their studio the studio. Joe. Oh, like, nice. Um, because they're all just, you know, they're just fans. They don't take it too seriously. They um, they muck around, but they, yeah, they, it's really fun. Fans make the best broadcasters. That's I think right. we can all agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to give a, sh- a recommendation as well um, about mental health, a podcast I've been listening to yes. uh, that a friend of mine that I go to the footy with, uh, Joe, uh, he's he's had struggled with bipolar and depression. He's seen yep. a lot of therapists. Him and another mate who also uh, has gone through a lot of that, they have a podcast called The 10,000 Things where they talk about philosophy and their mental health struggles and it is really good yeah it's really do they have guests on they not yet but i'm sure if you want to go on they would i'll more than happy to help out your friends any friend of yours is a friend of mine um also we should shout out one of our great uh good friends uh rob mills is just releasing his book at the moment too i think comes in october two yeah about being a bloke and mental health and masculinity and all sorts of stuff yeah i actually caught up with him to to give him my book and have a chat about the process and he said it was fascinating he's interviewed like a just broad spectrum of different guys to talk about what it means. And um, I haven't read it yet. I will be reaching out to Rob to try and get a copy, but um, great guy. And Millsy's dad is a big Bulldogs fan. Yep. And Millsy is not. He's a just hawks. Oh, the worst. Anyway, um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to do the next group of wins. Yes. And, and uh, give her probably a debrief on the trade period as well. We'll do a deep dive on, the- on Patreon. Yes. But then we will do an update on what we're at, what we're going, you know, what's going to happen in the draft, what we need. Like, we'll do a bit of a just fan speculation with a bit of spattering of Tom knowing a few things. Yeah. Now um, we're talking. Get on the Patreon only. All these uh, starts from, well, it starts at $2 a month, but you don't get the episode. That's just uh, us. We get that coin and we throw it at a car. <laughs> we get that coin and buy a sausage. Except they're like three bucks at sausage sizzles. Yeah, we buy, we buy half a sausage. <laughs> Funny. We get two thirds each. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, yeah, look forward to, uh, to chatting again in a couple of weeks. Go dogs. Today's episode was proudly brought to you by 8 Star Energy. Creating energy for the future and power you can count on. Follow them on Facebook. 8 Star Energy. Give my childhood to that roar of the red, white, and blue sea, and the knowledge that you had to love the bulldog boys and me. Twenty years on, I feel that longing hanging in September air. But the reason I go every week is to pretend you're still there. They will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets Long, long road they're running for you. The dogs of Footscray Streets. <laughs>